God bless his name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we honor God. We honor God. We praise God. Oh, we're having a worship experience in here today. We're having a worship experience between this wonderful music and that prayer. We are having a worship experience. Come on, Shiloh. Let's just worship God. Wherever you are, worship him. If you're on your back porch, if you're in the living room, kitchen, down, wherever you are, worship him. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Lift my hands in total praise. Total praise. Total praise. Total praise. Total praise. Total praise. Ah. Our choir, y'all ought to be singing. Woo! You are, you are, you are. Yes, you are. Go on and say it, say it, say it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Hallelujah. We honor you. Father, we bless your name for this day that you've made. We rejoice and we're exceedingly glad in it. Have your way even now. Speak afresh and let the words of my mouth and the very meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I should tell you this, if you can't feel anything, you ought to pinch yourself. You might, you might not be alive because there's a great anointing in the house. There's a great anointing, a great anointing. There's a great anointing. There's a great anointing, great anointing, great anointing. Total, total praise. That's what I'm giving you, God. 100% total praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship. Just wanna, just wanna. Lord, I love you. That's worship right there. That's worship right there. Go on, go on, play it one more time. I love you, Jesus. I, I worship, I worship. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you. 
Ah. I feel that anointing. I feel that anointing in here. I worship. I worship. And adore you. Just want to tell you. I love you more. you can feel just a little bit of what we feel in here. There's a great anointing. There's such a great anointing. There's a great anointing. Hallelujah. I want to I wanna try if I can, and it's not going to be easy because I feel like running right now. I, I feel like running. I, I I'm going to try, if I can, to talk from the 23rd Psalm. If I don't finish it, I'll come back, but I, I'm planning to finish today. But I've been talking about the temptation to fear. This is the ninth iteration of this message. 
of the temptation to fear. And, and I have been looking at each section probably in a way that not normal to us generally. And so I want to talk into this anointing and hopefully flow into it with the very presence of God. Um, we, we traditionally read it, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of God forever, forever. I, 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 um, I, I just need to tell you this, that you need to know, you need to know, and you ought to make sure you put it in the chat somewhere and tell somebody, God's got my back. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it, right there, right there. God's got my back. You ought to let somebody know that God's got my back. God's got my back. I, I feel God's got my... I'm not in it by myself. You may not see who's with me, but God's got my back. It is, it, is, it is God having my back that keeps me from losing my mind. It keeps me from allowing anxiety and fear and trepidation of the moment of crisis in which we are living in from overwhelming me. It's the knowledge that God's got my back. I'm, I'm, I'm never alone. I'm not by myself. I'm never alone. God, God has my back. I, God, God is, God is with me. God is, God is standing there, ever present, with me. He, He doesn't leave me. He, he, I'm never by myself. I, you, you may think I'm alone, but, but, but God's got my back. God's got my. God's got my back. I, 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 years ago, that I heard a story of a, of a man who, who was, who was, was really upset because he realized he had escaped death. He escaped death. He didn't know how he had escaped death. He realized he had escaped death because he, he when he got stopped on the side of the road in an alley, a man came up to him and wanted a light. The guy asked for the light, he gave him the light, and the man lit his cigarette and went away. Later on, he found out that same man killed a stranger mercilessly. And it bothered him that he had had an interaction with that man in an alley, and the man didn't kill him. Why didn't you kill me? What, what happened? So he went down to the jail and he asked the, the officer on duty, can I talk to the prince? Can I ask him one question? After he was, I don't know that, one question, just want to ask one question. He said, I, this is unusual. He said, but I, okay. He, he, said, he, he said, I'll let you, but you can't go in. You can't go in. Uh, you can talk uh, out here to, to this place, but you can't go. He said, he said all I want to know is, do you, do you remember me? He said, yeah, I remember you. He said, he said but uh, can I ask one more? He said, he said um, 
didn't we run into each other? You killed that other. Why didn't you kill me? Why didn't you kill me? The man said, well, I was planning on killing you. But when I asked you for the light, when I struck the match, I saw those two fellas behind you. And I changed my mind. There wasn't nobody physically with him. But there's always goodness and mercy. Those inseparable twins, those, those, they're always behind me. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. I, 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 I want to, I'm going to do something strange, so stay with me. I, I know it's odd, but, but, but I believe that David has an awakened consciousness. He now fully embraces all that he has charted out and examined in the shepherd sheep analogy. And he literally moves from the shepherd sheep analogy to his own life and thinking about his own self. And, and he moves to clarify his understanding of the divine presence in everyday life and beyond this life. He, he, he understands something that, that you and I must grapple with, and that is that the true goal of the human divine relationship, the true goal of this worship experience we're having now, the true goal of this relationship is to exist in the divine presence forever. It's to be in God's presence forever and I, let's be clear this can only be attained by the goodness and mercy of God. God God literally 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 makes up for our weakness with God's own efforts you missed it God makes up for our weaknesses with his efforts. It's not my effort, it's his effort. What God has done to make up for all of my foibles, my failures, my folly, my foolishness, God makes up for me. You know, every time God forgives me, God had to make a provision to bend his own rules in order to accept me back in. God has been pursuing a relationship with us. Look, 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 at the, look at the verse. Here's what he says. Psalm 23 says, goodness and mercy shall follow me. That's the New King James Version. It shall follow me. The, the message Bible says, your beauty and love chase after me. Every day. Your beauty, ah. Israel Horton and, and Ty Trivia put together a song. He said, he said, it's chasing me. Your grace is chasing me. Goodness and mercy are chasing me. He, he has an assurance of crystal classic clarity. He, 
illuminated by divine love, he can speak in now in, in absolutes after examining the life situation that he's been in. He speaks in absolutes about the shepherd. And, and let me see if I can, in the next few moments, bring you into his understanding of God based on the text. The first conclusion he draws is, God hedges my life's course within God's own self. God hedges my life's course within God's own self. I, I, I know, I know, I know that, that that's a little strange. It's a little strange. But, but say with me, it'll, <clears throat> it'll make sense. God has a plan for my life. And, and no matter how much I mess it up, God keeps giving course directions to get me back on plan. No matter how much I mess up, I don't try to quit. And God puts a course direction to put me back on plan. I, and sometimes when I'm following God, it's not that easy because I end up following him in places that are not convenient for me. Job, Job said, he knows the way I take. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I'm on those paths, yea, though I walk through some valleys of shadows of death, I fear no evil. The psalmist suggests to us that, that God has been hedging my life's course within God's own self, that God has been hedging me in. He's around me, surrounding me, and, and leading and guiding me. And even if I attempt to go off the plan, when I mess up and go off plan, He's got an adjustment bureau that pushes me. Y'all missed that. Back on plan. He, he keeps pushing me back on, on the plan, trying to get me where I'm. He keeps putting me back on plan. I, I, I keep saying no. And when I say no, because I kept telling him I want your will to be done, he flipped my no into a yes. God has been hedging my life. And if you think about it, you, you think about it, there have been times in your life when you didn't know what you were doing, but God was doing. You didn't know where you were going, but God was going with you. You didn't know how you were going to make it, but God made a way out of no way. You didn't know where this would end up, but God brought you to a blessed end. Yeah. God has been. Oh, you, you, you ought to you ought to know something right now. You ought to get excited because God has been wrapped around you your entire life. The reason you're here now is because God has had you in. The devil, the devil told, told God, said, said, look here, the only reason he prays you like that is because you got a hedge around him. God, God said, I'll remove it for a moment. But, but, but you can touch anything. Don't, don't take his life. Yeah. You can't. You, you can touch. Don't, don't you. There's something you, I'll let you touch. But not that. Let me help you, somebody. God has had a head around your life. 
You may not have seen it, but he's been hedging you in. I, ah, God's hedge hedges my life's course within his God's own self. For I know the thoughts, for I know the plans, for I know the thoughts, I know the plans I have for you. I know what I think about you. I know where this is supposed to end. But then, but then, and I'm trying to be brief, so, so, so hang with me for a moment. But, but God says, and here's what David understands, God handles my life's challenges within God's own self. God handles my life's challenges within God's own self. God, goodness and mercy following me. Dual blessings, inseparable twins following me. Goodness and mercy chasing me down. Always nipping at my heels. Always close to me. Couldn't get away from me. If I want, I, I can't get away from that, that goodness and mercy. Yet yeah, that, that goodness and mercy just following me. Goodness and mercy, they're, they're right behind me. I, I can't get away from them because they're always there somewhere close to me. Goodness and mercy. Woo! When you look behind me, you might just see goodness and mercy because they're always there. Good, good, good. If you happen to see something behind me, don't be alarmed. That's just goodness and mercy following me all the days of my life. No, no, don't be alarmed. That's just, that's just goodness and goodness, Toba is the fulfillment and the perfection of God's will. God, goodness is the fulfillment and perfection of God's will. Goodness is the fulfillment and perfection of God's will. God, God's goodness is always there, always seeking to fulfill the will of God in my life. And, and, and God is always there trying to help me be my best mature, perfected self. His goodness is always there. I, it doesn't mean I don't mess up. It doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean I'm being guided. By. No, they're behind me because they're trying to help me be what God wants me to be. And they're always chasing after me. They're always. You, you know, in, in, in the military, the, the, the thing you don't want is somebody behind you. You don't want them to flank you because that's your most vulnerable place. That's the most vulnerable place for you is behind you. And what God says, don't you worry about your vulnerabilities. I've got your back. <sighs> there ought to be some shouting right there. I, I've got your back. Don't, don't worry about your vulnerabilities. I, I've got your back. I've got, I've got your back. I've got your back. I've got your back. I've got your back. I, I gotta hustle, I gotta hustle. But but mercy is hest. It is because covenant love, his redemptive power, and his faithfulness. Wait a minute. You see, God's mercy is God's covenant love. 
Let me, let me do it again. Which means that God loves me so much that his love keeps on following me so that even when I mess up, love keeps trying to get me back in. Let, let me help you. His love, his love, his love, his love. It's unconditional. It's unconditional. You, you, you ought to help me preach this right here because any parent knows that, that your children can mess up on you, but you don't stop loving them just because you get mad at them. The love is unconditional. Yes, and it is undeserved. I don't, I don't deserve him to love me, but he loves me anyway. The old song said, I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad. You, listen, listen. It's unconditional. It's undeserved. It's ubiquitous, which means it's everywhere at the same time. His love is there, and it's always there, and it's chasing me down. It's chasing me down. He says, uh, I like this. He says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I, I, I you know, the footnote of that uh, says, says uh, literally for the length of days, forever. I, I thought you ought to know something in case you don't know this. Um, uh, David, you don't sleep in temples or tabernacles. So what do you mean? He could not be talking about dwelling in the temple. No, he, he has an expanded view of the presence of God, both for this life and the life to come. Can I give you my last point and I'm done? God holds my life close within God's own self. God holds my life close within God's own self. I, 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 I got, I got, I got to leave you here because this is this is the this is the kicker. David says in just a couple of Psalms over Psalm twenty-seven verse four. David says, "One thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after." that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Wait a minute, David. What are you talking about? What David is talking about is my greatest desire is to perpetually be in God's presence forevermore. And what David says is God... I want you to hold me close within you. And since you're everywhere at the same time, hold me close where I'm at right now. Hold me close in my valley. Hold me close on my mountain. Hold me close in the hospital. Hold me close in the courtroom. Hold me close in prison. Hold me close when I'm going through a trial. Hold me close when I'm feeling anxious. Hold me close when I'm feeling lonely. Hold me close when I'm feeling down and out. Hold me close when my burners are starting to get the best of me. Hold me close when I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. Hold me close when all of life is collapsing in on 
around me. Hold me close in the middle of a pandemic. Hold me close in the middle of racism and sexism and classism. Hold me close. God, I want to feel you. And, 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 and I, I, I can leave you now because as a New Testament believer, I get excited about this, about the closeness of God. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Because the, the writer of Acts, Luke says in 17, 28, says, For in him we live and move and have our being. Let, let, me, let me stop right there. I need you, you to understand something, that, that it is in him that we live. And 1 John 4 and 9 says, In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Oh, wait a minute. 1 John 4, 15 and 16 says, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God, uh, I told you, he's holding me close. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. God said, I'm going to hold you close by my love. I'm going to hold you close in me. I'm going to hold on to you. And I need to tell you this because you need to understand something. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect because goodness and mercy are following me. David is not trying to tell you that you're not going to have sadness, that you're not going to go through some things, that things are not going to be topsy-turvy. He couldn't tell you that. His life has been a mess. He's seen some rough days. He's seen family issues with his children. He's seen himself running away from his enemies. He's seen his close friends turn their back on him. He's had some hard, difficult days. But what he's come to know is that in the midst of it all, no matter what he went through, God was right there. God was always present. God was taking him through. His goodness and his loving kindness is what got him through the difficult times. And I need to tell you now, it is God's loving kindness that's going to get you through. Don't worry about anybody else. If God be for you, who then can be against you? It is God's loving kindness that will be there. That's why nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Because God is holding you close. He has been chasing you down. And now God holds you close. Within God's own self. And there's nothing to be compared to the close love of Almighty God. <sighs> Your love is chasing me down. And I thank you for it. That you have never lived, left me nor forsaken me. But you've been with me even until the end of the world. Hallelujah. In this life and in the life to come forever more. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. Come on, let's just praise him, saints. I have no reason to fear. I have no reason to fear.
Say it, say it, minister. 